Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, WWE are reportedly interested in signing a New Japan champion. Is this cult favourite set for a monster AEW push? There's uncertainty over William Regal in WWE after a certain return. And we're also going to talk about Chris Jericho making his PWG debut. I'm Andy Murray. Next to an empty seat today. Very sad indeed. I don't believe in later. Don't worry about him. But we're going to kick things off by talking... Uh, I'm supposed to say something here, aren't I? Yes, this is the news. Anyway, let's kick this thing off by talking about WWE's interest in another New Japan wrestler. So it was reported last week by Fightful Select that WWE were interested in Hikuleo. Six foot eight, giant man... WWE trying to sign the bloke from New Japan. Now, it seems they're interested also in his half-brother, that being Tamatonga, the current reigning never openweight champion in New Japan. He, of course, won that belt from WWE's Carl Anderson at Wrestle Kingdom last week. So that's quite an interesting little detail to this story. Um, this isn't necessarily anything new, according to Fightful Select. Uh, the talk of it has been doing the rounds in the New Japan locker room since before Wrestle Kingdom, before it filtered out to the outlet. Now, it comes about seven years after Tama actually turned down the opportunity to join WWE in 2016. This was, of course, around the time that a bunch of people were jumping ship. Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Tama opted to stay there. Gorillas of Destiny became the tag team in that division. Uh, and he's obviously had a good run, of course. And now, of course, Tama Tonga, also a man who once spearheaded chasing the majority of this very content creation team out of a venue prior to WrestleMania 35, but we won't hold that against him. Um, he's been with New Japan for a long time, since 2010. He's a fixture in Bullet Club, or was a fixture in Bullet Club, I should say, since the group was formed in 2013. He was a formational, foundational, original member. And he was kicked out last year as part of a storyline. Now he's working the babyface stuff, doing something a bit different. 40 years old, season pro, WWE interested in him. No word on what he'll do next. It's interesting to note here, actually, that Fightful State that his contract is actually up within the next few weeks. So that could be something to follow. Contract season in pro wrestling, isn't that right? There's no one there. Good. Uh, our next story here. Let's talk about the AEW favourite set for a top-tier push. In the words of Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, I'm talking about Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, this, yeah, this comes from the Observer, um, saying that although his current role involves him wrestling top stars, losing but putting forward a really great effort in defeat uh, there are significant plans for him to be presented as a top tier guy later down the road now the catalyst of this will likely be the ongoing angle that has don Callis scouting to during his matches expect something to come of that so 
Takeshi obviously got over huge last summer uh, when he returns to AEW for something of an excursion. He worked the indies in the US as well, had great matches it seemed every single day. Uh, the guy was working his ass off, but he got over huge, um, made a hell of an impact. He returned to Japan for a while, it was later confirmed that he had actually signed to AEW towards the end of last year. He returned to Japan again at the turn of the year, working some DDT shows, but now he's back in the US. Actually, he just competed on the PWG Battle of Los Angeles shows that we're going to talk about in our last story a little bit more. And he's going to face Brian Danielson on next week's, no, this week's episode of Dynamite. Immensely talented guy, one of my personal favourites. Uh, proof that you just need to have a great wrestling match, you're probably going to get over with an AEW crowd. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what his push brings, and I'm looking forward to seeing what top name they finally decide to put him over, because he's lost to Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli. Who are they going to use to put him over? I'm interested to find out. Don Callis, maybe a Kenny Omega connection there. Also the DDT link, very interesting to follow. Uh, William Regal, what's going on with him? Well, Vince McMahon returned to WWE last week, as we've covered in great detail on the channel. Uh, executive chairman back on the board, all of that stuff. Majority voting power, you know the drill. It was quite interesting in the wake of that to think about William Regal because he was fired by Vince. He was let go by Vince last January. He returned to WWE last week, and then the guy who got rid of him is back in top, and it's like... Uh, poor guy, that's, that's a difficult situation. Uh, well, Dave Melcher of the Wrestling Observer had a wee report on this, a little report, uh, noting that there's currently no word on whether or not Vince's return to WWE will impact Regal, but it has been talked about. It's been a topic of discussion. Currently, Paul Levesque, Triple H, retain, he's got the power when it comes to like yeah, personnel and stuff like that. Vince has said that his, his return won't affect day-to-day -day operations, but obviously that could change on an instant. So... Regal, he's not allowed on screen at the moment, you know the score, restrictive covenant, part of his terms of his severance from AEW, they, they came up with that with Tony Khan, but he's back in the vice president's role, he's working behind the scenes, um, I was happy for the man to be able to go back to WWE, obviously his son's there, he never wanted to leave in the first place, he's obviously good friends with Triple H, uh, the Vince return I think changes circumstances for a lot of people, it's only a few days old, this thing. I, I think we've only really seen the iceberg's tip. He's trying to sell the company. JP Morgan have brought in, been brought in. Uh, yeah, whole thing's a mess. I'll actually have a video out a little bit later this week on the impact of Vince's return. Check out for that on the channel. Got a couple of questions later on here as well. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Before we 
go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Let's talk our final story of today. Um, Chris Jericho showed up in PWG. Yes, what? <laughs> What's going on? 2023 wrestling is already nuts. Yeah, Chris Jericho, PWG. Uh, they had the Battle of Los Angeles shows this weekend in Los Angeles. They, obviously, it's in Los Angeles. What's the name of the show, Andy? Uh, it's the tournament they run every single year. That tournament, I won't tell you who won in case you're trying to avoid spoilers. I know the PWG shows don't come out until several months down the road, uh, but the final looks incredibly tasty. Anyway, on the last day, there was uh, supposed to be a tag team match. It was going to be Daniel Garcia teaming up with uh, Jonathan Gresham uh, and someone else who I've written down and completely forgot about because I'm a disrespectful little bastard. Um, but yeah, there, there was supposed to be this... Ken Blackwood! Ken Blackwood! How could I forget Ken Blackwood? Love Ken Blackwood. Great kicks! Great kicks, great tattoos as well. Just Ken. Anyway, there was going to be a match. Six-man tag. Daniel Garcia came out and said, hey, listen, he's a PW champion, by the way. PWG champion, Daniel Garcia. He came out and he said, listen, I only team up with sports entertainers. So when you say something like that, you have to bring out the Jericho Appreciation Society. The match turned in to Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara, Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker uh, defeating Jonathan Gresham, Evil Uno, Espy Kento, Kevin Blackwood, and Michael Oku. Blackwood took the pin, but he got a bunch of near falls, according to Dave Meltzer's reports, um, before eating the Judas effect and succumbing to Jericho. Um, Jericho cut a promo afterwards, calling PWG the modern-day equivalent of ECW, and the Jericho Appreciation Society were in full effect. They were actually accompanied for this match by Jake Hager, by Ty Mello, and by Anna Jay. So full compliment. Uh, this is a crazy move for Jericho, really. He's not a guy who strays outside of AEW, though you'd imagine he would have the freedom to do that. He mostly just wrestles under the Tony Khan banner. Um, Ring of Honor, obviously those shows when he was champion. Uh, AEW every week. This match happening on the same week as his uh, him putting over Ricky Starks on Dynamite. Of course, the last time he wrestled for a non-Tony Khan promotion or a non-cruise that he himself has put on would have been when he faced Tanahashi for New Japan in January 2020. So, not something he does a lot. I think if you got, want to go back to like an independent show, I think he did an NWA date in like 2002 or something. Um, yeah, wild stuff, but pretty cool to see nonetheless. Um, PWG is the kind of the all-star indie promotion, of course. It's in a really interesting place in the market today, where its hype maybe cooled off during during you know the, the difficult couple of years we've had. Um, their distribution method is old school. It's 
you know, we're going to get these DVDs out to you three or four months after the shows have. If you want to watch them, you kind of have to buy the DVD. Um, they do end up on, I think, high spots, like a year after the show. But yeah, it's a very old-fashioned way of doing business. It's attracted a lot of flack because it means if you want to watch this, you're going to have to wait for ages. And by that point, you might have lost interest, even though the matches are genuinely absolutely great. Um, it's attracted a bit of flack, but, you know, business-wise, it clearly works for them. So, hey... There's a balance to all these things, and uh, yeah, but Jericho and PWG is interesting and fun, and, and, and the kind of things that the current pro wrestling landscape opens itself up to. Um, I'm going to check that match out when it happens. It sounds like just a fun time across the board. All those wrestlers rule, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Moving over to our Twitter questions for the day. Uh, I've lost them because I'm an idiot, but here they are. Found them again. See what happens when, when I don't have a tag team partner. It's an absolute disaster in here. There's a couple about Vince. Uh, a, a few of you actually asked this one specifically. So from Petey McPickle, um, chance to be. How long before Vince is booking the shows again in WWE, of course? I think we'll be able to see it as early as tonight. Uh, yeah, so they had that meeting in WWE, that all-hands meeting. The transcript came out through WrestleNomics where Frank Riddick, Nick Khan, and Stephanie McMahon were doing the talking, saying, hey, Vince is back. It's an exciting opportunity can't be WWE without using the word opportunity, of course. Uh, he's not going to be in day-to-day, blah, 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 blah. Apparently, the things that have come out have been like, ah, he's not going to be in creative as of yet, or he said he's not going to, but I, I mean, the list of people who in this business who are less trustworthy than Vincent Mann could probably fit on one hand so I'm not sure I'm taking his promises at face value when it comes to stuff like this uh, in fact I'm definitely not I personally don't think the man will be able to help himself um, I think that as soon as he starts getting that itch again he's going to dive all the way in and I don't think it'll be very long at all I'll give it a couple of weeks I'll be a bit more optimistic than tonight but I'll give it a bit more yeah I'll give it a couple of weeks um but yeah, I, I, nothing about this seems good to me. Nothing at all. I mean, from a shareholder standpoint, you really want to be associated with this guy and the, the allegations, of course, and the historic allegations that have been brought back into the conversation as part of this. Not a good look. Uh, next question today comes from Lorcan Byrne, who asks, is the return of Vince to WWE good news for AEW? This is a very big talking point that hasn't really been addressed yet I don't feel because there's been so much else to unpack but when Triple H became head of creative and the regime change and Vince was gone and all of that suddenly WWE became a more attractive proposition to people who maybe looked at it as a place where they could go and they wouldn't get used all that well now there is hope that they might be able to go there be treated like human beings because Vince McMahon was a talent relations nightmare with John Laurinaitis uh, and actually get a nice push and you know as well as the obvious benefits of working for the biggest promotion that have always existed um, yeah there's definitely a conversation to be had here I think that maybe people might not see as much uh, of the attractive proposition as it was when it was Triple H steering the ship and all of this stuff and yeah I know Triple H is still doing doing creative but how long is that going to last and what degree of trust do free agent wrestlers or potential signings have in that changing or, or staying the same um Time will tell, of course, but my initial instinct is that WWE's bargaining power, beyond like, you know, their money and their, their platform and exposure and all of that, my initial gut reaction is that WWE is instantly a less attractive proposition. 
You could argue that it's still the most attractive given those other things I've just mentioned, but less so now, I think, that the disaster merchant, the fossil, is back in his office. Final question today comes from NM, who asks, what do you guys think about the idea that AEW has the stigma of not being big leagues? This is an interesting topic. I think the big leagues is almost a cursed phrase in the way it's used uh, in modern wrestling discourse. For me, personally, as a fan, I don't care. I could not care less. Um, I just think these are good, well-booked shows for the most part. Some flaws here and there, of course. We talk about that all the time. Uh, good shows, good matches, angles, hot promos every week. People I like watching. I would watch these shows if the crowds were 10 and it was you know, recorded on YouTube on a cell phone or something. Um, I don't care if it's a big league or not. But it, I guess it depends on your definition of big league. This is the second biggest wrestling promotion in the world. So is the big leagues plural, only the top company in the business? And obviously not. WWE is something like 14 times bigger than w than AEW by most business metrics. Uh, Ratings-wise, AEW performs well on Wednesday nights. Uh, Dynamite is regularly within the top-rated shows, so it does well. Uh, it's clearly a destination point for a lot of wrestlers. Look at the big names that are in that company these days. Not quite the same level of star power as the biggest game, uh, the biggest company of them all, but how could it possibly be? I think... Um, this is the kind of debate that, that doesn't necessarily need the level of investment it gets. I think if you're happy watching a company, you don't need to worry about that. I like the indies. I would watch all kinds of Tim Pot wrestling shows if they were good. Uh, I don't think AEW is that. I do think that AEW is a major league promotion. It's the second biggest company in the world. Uh, I think it has growth potential as well. But... I guess these things are subjective. Um, you can have at it in the comments section below. I'm sure this one will inspire some conversation. Anyway, thank you for joining me on this video today. Uh, you can follow us on What Culture? No, you can follow us on Twitter at What Culture WWE. I need, I need this guy seriously. Me complete. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andy H. Murray. The H today stands for have a nice week. Hope it's nice and quiet. Unlike last week, that was a baptism of fire. The baptism of fire at the start of 2023. But I guess stories can't get worse than Vince McMahon <laughs> returning to the wrestling business, having faced no consequences whatsoever. So yeah, that's something, I guess. Bye. Wanna know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out my first million. Every week, we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.